Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. And now it's time to... Hey! Hey! Come here. I said, come here. Recycle. Welcome to a brand new episode of. Oh shit, Tom! What is this called? Uh, re- re- what is it? It's reboot, reuse, recycle, right? Yeah, good job. Welcome to another episode of that. Yeah, uh, a show where we watch uh, original films and their remakes. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm a second host, Tom Ryman. And. Uh, Real quick, just a shout out to Dr. DNA, uh, our Patreon producer who made this all happen. This is, despite my low energy start here, this is legit, like, I'm enjoying doing this. Uh, I mean, I enjoy all the podcasts we do, mm-hmm. but, like, this is this is just, a, you know, it's it's good, wholesome fun, you know, yeah, watching do, movies. Do you, do you need to go do a couple bumps? Kinda. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just rail a line or two, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, of that's anything. Just, yeah. It yeah, doesn't really have to be, anything. Get your cat. Yeah, just get the cat it could up be in there. S- yeah, it could be salt. Like it'll wake you up no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and so we we did True Grit. That was the that was the last mm-hmm. uh, pairing of episodes, and so we're on to a new pair. Uh, which I think we already told people what it was. I think we did. I can't remember. But, uh, it was like 700 like, podcasts ago. Yeah, and I'm like building it up like they can't read the title of the episode. It's the Amityville Horror, folks. <laughs> Amityville Horror from 1979, mm-hmm. which means we'll be watching the, god the, damn, the 2005? 2005. 2005, was that remake? Yeah, and uh, I, I don't remember that remake at all. I can't imagine it's good, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we we'll get fi- to it. We'll figure it out when we get there, yeah. I'm honestly excited about doing this one um more than True Grit because True Grit I I just like I knew the remake so well. Yeah, uh, and, and the watching the, the we covered it, but like the differences aren't staggering between those right. two. And what we're going to get here is like old horror versus new horror, and I think that's going to be really fun. Uh yeah, although I think uh, 2005 horror still qualifies as old horror at this point. Yeah, and also it's bad horror. It's a bad era of horror. But I both of these versions, the remake and the original, I don't really watch. The Amityville, oddly enough, isn't on my radar, considering that I grew up on The Exorcist and The Omen. Uh, I mean, I certainly watched this well, as a kid. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't like watch it much yeah this movie i've seen only once before i'm a, I'm in kind of the same boat as you i hadn't when we sat down to do this episode uh i hadn't watched amityville horror since high school like it's, oh, okay, it's been yeah. that long since i watched it yeah um, and I, I still remembered like the main beats and stuff but yeah it's just not a movie that i you know i was into the exorcist and i was into the omen uh because uh, hot take those are good movies yeah uh, <laughs> I don't know. This As movie's, opposed to this, this right? This movie's f- 
fine, I All guess. Right, I, wanted, I, I, I wanted to talk about that, and I was going to wait till our, one of our next sections. Sure. Because well, we have several sections. Yeah, we okay, have plot, okay. Yeah, you've got, the, have, you've got the sections. Yeah, let's hear them. The plot, where we go through the plot. People, where we just talk about who's in it. Uh, performance, where we talk about the actual quality of the film. Uh, and the the performances, etc., mm-hmm. uh, and then purpose, where we discuss what the movie means. And I do want to start out with the fact that I do think this is also a middle of the road film. I think it, it. I think it's easy to forget that an old film doesn't mean it's a good film. You know what I mean with horror. Because it has a lot of the old horror sensibilities, and it's not terrible. No. But I wouldn't call this movie amazing, or like a classic, or really on the same level as The Exorcist no, or The Omen. No, especially since those two, I'm pretty sure, those two films had already come out, right? Yeah. This is after them. Let me yeah. let me double check that to, to make uh, sure. 79. So this is not quite The the Shining. The Shining is, when I always forget The Shining. It's like 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Which I want to talk about because of some stuff yeah. that's in this. Omen was 76. Exorcist was 73. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this movie. Yeah. It's. I don't know. Well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll Let's talk, talk about, about it. what it is. Because it's based off of a quote unquote true event that I didn't bother to research. Uh, uh, only only a little bit. I didn't do that much reading about. I've read, I've read up on it in the past. Uh, but. In, in preparation here, I just, you know, it's it's basically what the movie goes through. They sensationalize a couple of things, uh, but it is like the real life people were named George and Kathy Lutz, and they moved into this house uh, right. where the um, DeFeo, I think, Ronnie DeFeo, killed his entire family. They 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 don't actually mention his name in the movie, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, you would think they would still mention the DeFeo family murders or whatever. They don't, right, they don't, right, right. It's just we see it, it was a, a, a real-life event. Um, so they moved to this house afterwards. They noticed some strange things. They ultimately moved out, and they sold their story. Um, yeah. And I think it was kind of – it was at least like the first – because like The Exorcist is a like quote-unquote based on a true story. I feel like this – was like one of the not the, obviously not the first but like one of the first like this is a true story like horror yeah. movies right which is interesting because i didn't s- do they ever say that in this movie i'm sure the marketing it was, was the it was the marketing saturated yeah, you couldn't yeah like i think the book came out in 77 uh yeah. and this was originally supposed to be a tv movie but if you didn't know about the real story you just wouldn't you know you just wouldn't know. Um, this yeah, is one of. I think it's. I think it. Honestly, it's hard to not. I, I. I don't know, but I feel like like the Amityville horror is so connected to the idea of it's based on a true story. Like I. Oh yeah. I think you'd be hard pressed um, to find somebody who's not aware of that. But I don't know. Yeah. I've not tested that hypothesis. Obviously. Tom, would you know that this is part of a cinematic universe, sort of, and that can you guess how many Amityville? You could call them sequels, spin-offs, re-adaptations have happened since um, this movie. Okay, there's two sequels that I'm aware of. There's Amityville 2 and there's Amityville 3D. Um I think there's like an Amityville the Return. I think there's a tel- another television adaptation and then there's the 2005 version. So I think like 5 or 6. 
The answer is 19. 19. I was way off. Yeah. Uh, besides this movie, 20 total. The Damn. Amityville Asylum, Amityville Death House, the Amityville Playhouse, Amityville Vanishing Point, the Amityville Legacy, the Amityville Terror, that's Amityville a- Prison. That's enough. And so on and so <laughs> forth. They have sucked this story dry. I've heard. And out of I've- all those movies, how many of them are good? Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one. I've heard the people. Of, I, I had read the people of Amityville really fucking hate this movie. Well, yeah, the house changed the windows. <laughs> because, and they used a different you know, address in the movie. Yeah. They filmed at a different house because the original house, I think they started to film there and they were like, no. From, I didn't look too much in the behind the scenes. But I know that the people living there now were like, we're remodeling. Fuck yeah. this. From what, I've, from what I've read, it was... A, a situation where they they just couldn't get they couldn't get the permits they needed like this the right, okay. people were just like nah yeah and uh, it makes me sad that the house has since been remodeled but also i understand yeah why they remodeled it uh it's not i'm not mad at them i'm mad at the jackoffs who show up with cameras you know like the goonies house remember when the goonies house had to like put up walls yeah <laughs> they're like get and- off yeah, and like uh, I think Robin Williams' house from Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. some shit my own like personal that. story. When I visited uh, Asbury Park in Leonardo, New Jersey, we stopped at a certain funeral home, uh, and we we took pictures. And a guy comes out and he's like, "Couple of Clerks fans, huh?" <laughs> we're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah, we're, this is like a this we're like a, doing a funeral this right is a now." Funeral home. <laughs> yeah, like I get it, but could you not? And it was like, oh. Yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, stay out of people's fucking property. I get it. I'm guilty of it, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, uh, yeah. I guess it really does, for me, Mark, yeah, the first time it's based on a true story. Uh, and it doesn't, the movie, again, doesn't feel like it milks it. Uh, it's, I don't want to call it tasteful, but like not mentioning who the family is and I don't it's, know, not like blasting us with this, not doing like the conjuring movies, you know, they love it's uh, being like surprising to, to settle on this movie as being not as exploitative as it could be, but that's kind of an true. accurate description. Yeah. Because we've so far, we've, you know, lowered that bar mm-hmm. real low. So got to the point where we literally have a movie that casts uh, real life uh, hucksters, Ed and Lorraine Warren, as superheroes. Right. And if you remember in Conjuring 2, they fucking. Yeah, they, they do an Amityville yeah. shout out. Um, so I guess we'll talk about the plot, right? It's a, it's a new family moving into an $80,000 house. Uh, and 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 Lois Lane is like, ah, oh, geez, eighty thousand, and it's like, oh, fuck, fuck you and you seventies family, mm-hmm. um, but whatever. Uh, uh, and then a bunch of weird shit starts happening. Shit starts uh, the fucking rocking chair moving around. Yeah, it's a bit of a slow burn. They have uh, they have uh, fucking um, Rod Steiger come over, who just keeps getting fucked up every he just every time getting- every time he I- tries to. Even speak I, to these people, he gets fucking annihilated by. The I love universe. that the demon pranks them so much. It fucking Tommy boys them at one point. Yeah, where the, the fucking uh, the 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 car hood flips up. Yeah, yeah. Rod Rod Steiger playing the role of 
James Woods in Scary Movie 2? Uh, was it 2? I don't know. You remember when James Woods was in Scary Movie 2 doing the, the priest role with the flies? No. doesn't matter. And the gag is that he's taking a dump, Mm-mm. and that's why the flies are all... Nope. So it's a good gag. Nope. Don't remember with it. James Wood. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and so everybody's like freaked out by it a bunch of the the girl has an imaginary friend i'm really like rolling over this i mean uh, it's just that's that's pretty much it like it's It's, the dad slowly goes crazy his business partnership falls apart we find out he looks exactly like the dude who killed his family in the opening the opening is like a guy killing his family in the same house and then them moving in he looks just like him uh they find a doorway to hell under the uh, basement steps yeah, uh, it's really just like a space beneath the steps that's been walled crawl, it's off. It's like Harry Potter's house. Yeah, yeah, it's like the yeah, it's the room beneath the stairs. It's all it's like a little closet. It's so yeah, funny. <laughs> that's yeah. like the focal point of the oh, evil yeah. energy is this tiny closet underneath the stairs. Yeah. But yeah, the dad is slowly going nuts. He shoplifts from a library, and I was like, "Come on, man! How hard is it to just check out the book?" All right, uh, they. Uh, yeah, the demon just keeps punking uh, fucking Rod Steiger. Just keeps fucking him. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, blinds his ass. Yes, in a church. In a church. Uh, Miles then, um, away from the house. Yeah. The door goes nuts. Or door. Psh, the dad goes nuts. Uh, uh, I mean, both statements uh, well, the are door, true. You're yeah. right. Both the door goes nuts. True. Yeah, the, the, door, <laughs> the door does quite literally fly off its hinges. Yeah, uh, and finally Lois Lane researches the house. It was so weird to me that they do that in the third act. Like, you know, in horror movies where people, like, Google the haunt? She does it in, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie, uh, which, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, they they get the fuck out of the house, but then the shitty dog is, stays behind, so he has to go save the shitty dog. Uh, he get he falls in some goo. Is that hell? It's goo. Yeah, it's hell goo. As far as I know, hell goo. The dog crawls at him, and I was like, "You shitty dog!" Yeah, <laughs> the dog's like, <laughs> I was in here saving you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> being a shitty dog, biting him. It's like, fuck yeah. you, dog. Yeah, come on, man. I could I yeah. could have kept driving. We would have just bought another one. Yeah, exactly. You would have gone to hell or you something. Don't matter. Yeah, uh, he saves the dog. Uh, they drive the fuck away, and then the end title is like, and then they went to another state. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Yeah, they went to another that state and, and never reclaimed their belongings. Right. I mean, someone must have gone back in there, but whatever. So, yeah. They it's, sold it's, it right after to another family who lived there for 10 years, and they're like, yeah, we didn't have any problems. Yeah. And they it's also, almost like they made it up. Yeah, and they also like poked holes in the movie. They're like... They're the they're the people who pointed out that the gateway to hell. They're just like, yeah, that's just a closet. Yeah, like <laughs> where that is. And <laughs> I they keep had my turned golfing the ba- shit in there. Like the Lutzes had turned the basement into a rec room, so it wasn't like a creepy mausoleum down there. Right. Um, and it is. It is funny to move into that house later and then showing people around a lot around, and you're like, yeah, this is the apparently gateway to hell. Yeah. I mean, we bought uh, this house for sixty thousand dollars, so I'm not. Bitching. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely didn't get eighty grand for the house Mm-mm. after this. Not if they fled it in the <laughs> middle of the night. Yeah. 
And it's all over uh, the news as being possessed by demons. Yeah. So that's basically it. It's just like haunted house. It's yeah. uh, uh, a lot of imaginary friends. She sees a demon out the window at one point. Uh, Which is a pig for some reason. Yeah, that was weird. Why um, is it a pig? I I, I get it's the, the only, idea of what they were going for. And the, we'll really, get into it, okay, that. Okay, okay. Because it's like the, it's the only ghost that you see is this pig. Yeah, really yeah, strange. It's mostly like most of it is like, and I, I this is the thing I like about it, but most of it is like a presence in the house. Yeah, no, I'm not saying and that like I, it drives them slowly crazy. Yeah, and there's no real ghosts, and there's there's just like the yes. walls bleed. There's goo. Yes, which is what makes the decision to have the only ghost be a pig that much more baffling it's to me. It's very weird. It's yeah. a strange decision. Like, I, yeah, I was perfectly fine with not seeing anything because that's way more effective in a movie like this. Or, all right, we'll wait. We'll wait to get. Or in the like next glimpses section. of it. Like uh, the initial one, I thought was okay. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it because we need to talk about the cast, the sure. people. Sure. Uh, it's the director of Cool Hand Luke, Stuart Rosenberg. Um, much like Richard Donner and the Omen, this is not a horror director, uh, which is, I mean, not, I think it was more not unusual in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was way more common. It seemed yeah. to be anyway. I wish it was more common now. Uh, we got Margot Kidder, fucking Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Brolin looking like Christian Bale, <laughs> sounding like Harrison Ford. That really fucked me up. Yeah. He was a real collision of people. Yeah, uh, uh, and of course, the MVP, Murray Hamilton, yep. the, the mayor from Jaws shows up in one scene where a priest is like, this place is haunted, and he shows up just to be like, no, it's not. Yep, he shows I up don't believe to, you. to be the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, now I'm off to my other job as mayor of Amity. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. It was so funny that yeah. he's just the exact it's, same Yeah, role. they couldn't resist. It's very funny. Yeah, it felt like stunt casting. It like, must have been. Yeah, if this was like a comedy, they'd make a more big deal of him walking into the room and the guy being like, ah, geez, we got this guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, he also, oh, not him, the guy he's with says to them, you could do with a haircut and shave when they leave. And I was like, you all look like Republican senators. Yeah. Like, who are you, are you talking to? Who are you shaming here? Yeah. Um. Shout out to that lady at the bar who's just like, let's go break into that house. I don't know what who that actress is. No idea. Yeah. But mainly it's fucking Lois Lane and James Brolin, uh, uh, you know, dicking around this house. Uh, Margot Kidder seems to be into anime. At what? least dresses that way. <laughs> Oh, wait, yes, she, yeah, she shows she, up at one she point. She dresses like a cosplayer. Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, that one outfit was real confusing. It's like, are you? It was really, she's listening to like harpsichord music and sewing, and I'm like, what are you? Yeah, what is this person? And then she shows up, <laughs> yeah, dressed in a in a schoolgirl uniform, just yeah, casually. several like she, times. She comes yeah. back from the grocery store yeah. wearing this outfit. And it's like, are you yeah. cosplaying a Street Fighter character? What are you doing? I don't. Yeah, what it's is so. This? It's it's such a weird choice, um, but I don't know. Maybe they were into that. I sure like in the seventies. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It was, it was it's it was <laughs> it was jarring. 
Yeah. I mean, she's smoking in it, and they're having their, their of course, gross it's, but 70s it's, sex in front of their gross 70s mirror. Yeah, and that's it's like great. A, a mirror that just looks perpetually dirty, and like in the yeah. 70s, people are like, ah, oh, yeah. It's like, why do you yeah. want a mirror that looks like the ashtray at McDonald's? Right. Well, because they're smoking inside all the time. They're that's doing true. all that yeah, cool yeah. 70s shit. Listening to harpsichords, dressing like an anime character. Yep. I don't know what's happening, but it's happening. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess I'm just going to watch it. And yeah, James Rowland, he just, I don't know how else to describe him, but Christian Bale, scruffy Christian Bale with Harrison Ford's voice. And that really, that that threw me off. Well, it, uh, well, that's not only is that an apt description of his appearance, but it's also just that's just what he is in this yeah. movie. He's like, uh, yeah, he's like a grizzled collision of Christian Bale and Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's like a and black slowly, hole of grizzledness. Yeah, as he slowly uh, turns into Christian Bale on the Terminator Salvation set. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I guess we can get into performance too, right? Yeah, when we're talking about the people. Mm-hmm. And this is also where we just talk. We start talking about the quality of the film. Sounds like it's going to be pretty loose, right? We got a lot of. We're going to jump all over the place. Is my is my yeah assumption? Well, the interesting but, thing that I want to flag straight away when we're talking about performances, yeah, uh, and this is something we're going to have to keep in mind because I imagine we're going to have to reckon with it a lot more for the 2005 version. But yeah. we said already this came out before The Shining, so yes, George Lutz's journey in this movie is Jack Torrance in The Shining. Yeah, and I, I mean the book existed, right? The Shining, the book, sure. Uh, and The Shining was probably being made around this same time. Uh, the Shining was being filmed in '79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was still filmed before it. But you're right; is that it's not just. There's a part where he literally chops down a door with an axe, and I was like, oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's it looks like, like the, the, thing. Sh- the Shining came out in 77. Um, which Wait, is the, really? The, the book. Oh, the book. The book yeah. was released in 77, which is the same but they year wouldn't... that Amityville was published. Right, and they wouldn't know about the... Because in The Shining, it's a it's a mallet, so like the axe isn't a reference Mm-mm. to the book. No. it just They just coincide, and what yeah. I think is really interesting is that uh, Brolin's performance very similar to Nicholson. That's what I wanted to call out. Yeah, because the 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 transition to like full on insanity. He's exhausted at first. Yeah, he's just not feeling well. He's tired. He's clearly not getting sleep. He's annoyed, which turns him into being an asshole, which turns him into being violent. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess that's just how you do that transition. But there's there's like a desperation to his face, yeah, uh, a weariness that you feel, uh, yeah, fatigue, and, and, and it's the demons breaking him down essentially. Yeah, and it it's not that in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, I, I, right? I, it's it's more of a seduction in Stanley Stanley Kubrick's Shining, right? Um, but it is like, I, I'm very curious now having just rewatched this to get to, for us to watch the 2005 version and see which direction Ryan Reynolds goes in. Yeah. I am curious about that. I'm assuming the other big thing about this movie that I'm assuming is going to be a huge difference in the new one is the horror sensibilities of this. Yeah. Is that I 
even though this is probably a it's a mediocre film of its time i think their techniques are still above and beyond and it'll ultimately be better than the 2005 one because they're not going they have a couple but they're not really going for jump scares although the fucking cat that shitty cat jump scare i was like oh come the fuck on like there's some cliches going back from the do- for the dog again it's it's middle of the road you know yeah i said i mentioned earlier this was originally until pr- surprisingly late in production supposed to be a made for tv movie like that's yeah the kind of movie this was something that would be turned around quickly to cash in on something that was go- that was very popular but only expected to be very briefly popular yeah so but even still i their techniques I think are more effective. A lack of music in a lot of scenes. Um, that actually signifies the arrival of a haunt is all of the sound drops out and it's a really yeah. it's a, it's an effective technique. Not to mention that a lot of the haunt comes out in the performances rather than visuals. Rod Steiger and that nun, mm-hmm. like the religious people come into the house and they're just their expressions, their demeanor drops. They get sick. Um, when they do the Rod Steiger, the, the famous get out scene, mm-hmm. it's just like the fly sounds slowly uh, getting louder and zooming in on the flies and zooming in on Rod Steiger and then silence. And yep. then like the door swings open yeah, then and then get out. everything drops out and then get out. It's so effective because yeah. the sounds are so good and he's so scared. Yeah. Uh, and they show you nothing. Yeah, you don't see anything. You could make that sequence at home on an iPhone. Yeah. And some flies. You need a, like a bag of flies. Yeah, you'd need a lot of flies, which, you know, yeah. I got a guy. Yeah, we all got a fly guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, understand how you're a professional adult if you haven't found a fly guy yet. No, yeah, you need you need at least one fly guy's yeah. phone number. Mm-hmm. Preferably two if the, the first fly guy is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- we're, we're talking a lot about uh, James Brolin as George and, uh, you know, Rod Steiger as father. What was his name? Delaney. Um, I, I think Margot Kidder does a, a, a pretty good job in this movie, too. Absolutely. As being, uh, when- being sort of the glue that's not you really start feeling for because she's trying not to be. We get the sense from the beginning that she's already kind of walking a little on eggshells, not because of anything George is doing directly, but because she has, like, we we infer from their interactions and the for early scenes they have together that they're newlyweds. Uh, she was married before and has three children. So, and like I think in their first scene in the master bedroom together, like she they they you know cuddle up and she thanks him for everything. So you get the sense that she's already feeling like she could lose him at any moment right um so then once the shit starts going down she starts to re like you really feel uh, a, a, a unique kind of terror coming from that character because it's not just this house is fucked it's my kids are acting strange my husband's acting strange and that's compounding worries that i already had um yeah, it's a it's a good performance, I think. Absolutely, and her fucking just her fear face. Mm-hmm. She's nailing. She's that. got a good fear face. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that nightmare when she walks in on him killing the little girl and then splitting oh, her head with the axe. So good. 
Uh, oh, man. And that's, it's again, it's shot very old school. Yeah. It's, uh, they, they, it's, it's, it's basically just, yeah, her walking in, wide shot, kind of showing the, um, the rocking chair, her face. This is one of those things that makes me, um, that it's weird that horror movies for a while stopped doing this, and I feel like they figured it out again. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're gonna do a jump scare, it's better to show the person reacting to what they're seeing before you show it. Yes, there's something a lot scary about that. So she's goes into the room, you see her face, and you see what she's reacting to, and then it cuts to him over the little girl covered in blood with the axe. And then he, and then it's like one more over the shoulder shot where the axe goes into her head, and it's just like gives you just enough. Yeah, and of then gore. it cuts. And then, yeah. she, and then she wakes up. Yeah, and it's a dream. Yeah, it's so uh, good. And, yeah, and that's the stuff where I'm like, even for a mediocre film, there's an elegance in the way they're shooting it. The beginning credits, that that shot of just the house, and then the window lights up, and you hear a gunshot. Yeah. Uh, for the beginning they keep when they're getting the tour when they're getting the tour that's probably my favorite part of the film yeah because she she the 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 real estate lady is like oh and here's an extra room and then hard cut gunshot gunshot showing him killing people and and it's a hard back it's a hard cut to like another movie because it's cutting into the scenes as they're taking the tour it, it it does it keeps doing hard cuts of the murders happening, but the murders are shot differently because they're shot like we're seeing a murder happen. And right. They have it, each each shot of the murders uh, has its own score that's really like overbearing. Yeah, like a high pitched whine. Yeah, so it's like yeah. as it smashes in and out of those uh, hard cuts, it's so jarring and unsettling. Yep. And like. Yeah, it's a very simple trick. At one point, it like freeze frames on them and then cuts. Yeah, uh, and, and it's so simple and it's so unnerving, and it's that plus people's performances, mm-hmm. very little visuals. Yeah, uh, and and that it's so effective. Uh, the uh, the fucking doll shot blows all other doll shots out of the water. Where Brolin is in the the girl's room and looks over at the rocking chair and it's just a Raggedy Ann doll sitting in the middle of this chair. But it's lit very even and dark. The doll has these giant fucking eyes. Mm -hmm. There's no jump scare sounds. It's all silent. But him looking at it, reacting to it, and then we cut to it. It's like, ugh. Ah. Yeah, and And it's just a fucking doll. Yeah, and at that point we already have the context of like, we know like, in the shot earlier, she was asleep in the bed with the doll with her. We know that her invisible friend sits in the chair. There's a cool shot where Margot Kidder comes into the room to talk to her, and we see the chair stop rocking, but she doesn't. Yes, and then she leaves, yeah. and I believe that, it, yeah. Uh, and that's all, they're, they're nailing the slow burn. Mm-hmm. The stuff where it really falls apart is when they do attempt yeah. to do jump scares the cat jumping out is hilarious it's it's so dumb the pig you, the initial pig scare i like because it, it does the same rules that you were outlining a second ago where she goes to the window to shut the window and then we see her react to something then we hear like a snort and then it cuts yep. to these two glowing eyes just outside the window it's effective 
Yeah, but then they blast like basically the psycho music. Yeah. Uh and the eyes, the reflective eyes kind of move and the they movie look fake. like they look fake. Yeah, and the problem is like you should have been more subtle. Yeah. They they really like they want you to be scared in that moment, so they like they do what modern horrors horror movies do all the time. They blast you with music. Yeah. And then they show you something visually that's just like, "Oh, that's not quite there." <laughs> like uh, uh, you needed to do this quicker or something yeah or it just needed to be done because they they hold on it and it's initially it's like whoa uh and then they move and it, it just looks like eyes on a dummy um yeah yeah so it's from what i was reading that's supposed to be the pig in that shot which we see later which i'm going to talk about in a second because that's fucking funny uh what pig? <laughs> wait the pig that's wait, supposed really? to be the pig yeah. Jody is well, a pig. Well, it makes an oink. Yeah. And then we see the pig later when Brolin looks up at the window from outside. Remember? Oh, yeah. Wait, Jody is a pig? Jody is the pig, yeah. Got it. Yeah, I figured it was Jody. Yeah. And I my my assumption was like it's like a demon and demons are this demon is like pig-like sure. or something. Like I don't mind the pig sounds cuz it is a creepy thing to hear. Yeah, it's just it's just strange to me. Um because I don't understand why it's a pig. Yeah. I guess it doesn't it, uh, need a reason. I guess it doesn't need a reason. Yeah, if it was any other movie, like a modern movie, they would have a they scene would overly where she Googles why, a yeah, pig demon. And it would be you know? stupid. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't need to know why it's a pig. It's still funny to me a little bit. Um, but oh, what, yeah. What I was going to get to is that I was reading about the movie and the, the director was talking about how they made that pig uh, like a like a version of the pig. So I think the version we see is just an actual photograph of a pig that they doctor. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so they like made a pig for Margot Kidder to look at in that shot, and it was just cracking her up. That's great. Like they couldn't get a they couldn't get like, yeah, and she's like scare out of her. <laughs> she's like, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Is I'm this going to be in the movie? Don't show and they're that. They're like, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't put that on film. And yeah, and then oh, Brolin looks up at it, and it's a quick shot of the pig in an upstairs window, but it's animated, sort of. Like it's a, it's a it's a head-on shot, and then it becomes a profile of the pig, and it's just a photograph of a pig with some like. Uh, after effects on it and with glowing eyes, but the way they animate it so that it's looking head on and then it turns to the side as Brolin's watching it from out uh, from out down below, it right. looks like when South Park has a has a character that's a photograph of a real person and they're animating it turning. It looks yeah. like a, it looks like a like a pig on South Park. It's very yeah. funny and yeah, it's, yeah. and it's not and meant like, to be. Yeah, I get what they were going for because I think if they had pulled it off, it would have been really freaky. But I remember, it, yeah. it, I remember it. It got me the first time I saw it. I remember that pig shot and the lady saying it's a gateway to hell were the two things that I remembered from the movie. Well, that those oh, yeah. those two and Get Out. That lady is like on, on acid or something because they wait. So I was unclear. He meets her at a bar and she's like, "That's that demon house." And then they go to the house and like start no, it's chipping his, away. It's his partner's wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little Remember, more sense. She, she still... comes. She comes with him to the house earlier when he shows up to give George the get right. George to sign the payroll stubs, and she doesn't want to go any closer. She waits in the car. They still. They still break the fuck in the house, but whatever. 
Um, he well, goes I mean, to come no, save they're, me. He's like, the no, fuck are you guys doing? They don't break in. They're there to watch the kids because George and Kathy were supposed to go out. Oh, okay. And then they don't go out because they find that f- the fucking gateway to hell. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, the, it's a gateway to hell because it's not her voice when she says it. It is. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. They just make it sound different. I think they just they distort it a little bit, but yeah, she, uh, she's, and it's fucking it's it's intense. Like it, it's all it it's is. all performance. It's her face. Yeah, um, most of this movie, it's faces, performance, yeah, uh, and some blood on the walls. Um, shout out to that vomiting nun because that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, when the, she pulls over, it's it, like, it, yeah, like I mean, most, it's a very it's like the gnarliest vomiting noise. It's not an unrealistic vomit, and that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because she's like, this is how people vomit, and it's like, no, you're not wrong. It's just hilarious when people vomit like that oh yeah no it's it's uh uh marina can't disengage her vocal cords when she throws up oh no so it's just her just Ah! scream shouting into the toilet like (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a dragon ball z character powering up (laughs) um um yeah so Again, going back to those sensibilities, it's really good idea. I think what it all amounts to is that this movie's a little fucking boring. Well, that's um, and like his weird business partner stuff, and like it's 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 there's a weird subplot with this cop that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, and when it comes time to show, like again, the the slow burns, the buildups are really good. But when they're like, now it's time to show the thing, it's kind of dumb. Um, when they open the gateway to hell and he like sees his hologram version of himself, I was just like, the fuck is that? Uh, the, uh, and then her performance is great. Yeah. But like, yeah. That was, that was weird. I read about what they were going for, which could have worked. Um, I think they just tried to be a little too authentic. And here's what I mean. It's the point of that was it was supposed to be a guy that looks kind of like really close to George. Right. Um, it's, the, it's probably the other guy who shot it's, his family. It's probably supposed to be DeFeo. Yeah. But in actuality, who that is, is James Brolin's brother with a fake beard on. <laughs> so they cast a guy. They were like, oh, he's perfect. He looks a lot like you. This is what we're going for. But he looks too much like him. So that yeah. doesn't that doesn't land. Yeah. It you just you don't register that it's not him cuz they don't look right. different enough. They look too similar. Oh yeah. Yeah, they look really similar. Yeah. I don't understand the significance of why he looks just like the last guy who killed his family. No idea. Uh, it's just yeah, suppo- that I think didn't it's just supposed need to, be, to be in there. I think yeah, there's a lot of for all the it, it's we should start getting into the stuff that doesn't work because we started off by saying this is kind of mediocre to not good. And then we've spent a lot of time talking about what does work right. about it. Well, like her Lois Lane looking at the newspaper and seeing basically just, it's James a photo Brolin, of James Brolin in the Bay. Yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, it's him. And she runs to the house and it's like, yeah, that would freak me out too. I think that's why they included it because she needed a reason. She to needed be like, a oh reason my God. to be like that desperate. That's the other problem with the film is it has no pace. Like the pacing is no. completely out the window. It's a series of random events that don't feel like they escalate. Yeah. And like I said, like 
that newspaper part, that's like in the last like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, you do this earlier in your movie. Uh, and so I am assuming the 2005 one is at least structured better for that reason. Not a better movie. But like, for example, they have two versions of a religious figure going in and then uh, yeah, we see being this- freaked out and leaving. And yeah. I was like, we only s- need one. <laughs> we see the same thing twice. Yeah. Yeah, and all the religious stuff, like him praying and then the church like exploding and him going blind. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why we need to follow these guys. They don't ever help in the end. No, they don't like, they the, don't even ever she's not even ever able to speak to Rod Steiger. Yeah, he just keeps choking. Yeah, the the, uh, the 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 he either chokes or the phones get jacked up, he goes blind, like it's and and yeah. then and then that kind of ties into the whole storyline where there's this random police detective that we follow for and it's it, it seems like they just took that they lifted that directly from the exorcist and it even struggles to justify its existence in the exorcist it, like we don't need that guy's storyline in the exorcist it, yeah it feels like a bad script yeah um and a good execution of a lot of stuff by talented people cuz we have talented actors and talented director uh you know talented craftsmen but like the script isn't there and then and then there's yeah some problems with the horror with the with some of the execution on the big horror pieces the pig and so on yeah is just it doesn't quite work so like there's definitely some stuff they fucked up in the production but most of all it feels like the script is just really weak yeah it's a weak it's uh, like I said earlier, it was intended until very late uh, to be a made for TV movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think they were thinking too much. I think they lucked into this movie being regarded as a classic because I don't think if they had this cast, if they didn't have this cast and this director making the movie, it, I'd, it'd be like yeah. a fart. It would be a, it, yeah. we would not be talking about it ever. It has some genuinely chilling moments that if you say watched it as a child stays with you and you remember it as a classic and, and, but like you go back as an adult and you watch it and you're like, man, a lot of this drags. Yeah. You could, this could have been 80 minutes and it would have still felt too long. Yeah. But the parts that work really work. Yeah. And that's why we're hitting it right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, ultimately, again, I'm assuming the new one isn't very good. I. But the only thing I can remember about it is that. <sighs> yeah, the only thing I can remember about it is that George is kind of a, like a little vicious from the start. Yeah. Uh, sort of again, it, it, like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. So maybe it's maybe he was watching that more closely than the original Amityville. I don't know. We'll see when we watch it. Yeah, I remember the the girl on the roof. Um, it's a uh, Chloe Chloe Grace Mertz Mertz. How do you say her name? Oh yeah, that yeah, was that, that was the one where Michael Bay had a had a, a small child yeah. standing on the roof of a house. Yeah, that's the only occurrence, if you watch the behind the scenes, where Michael Bay is nervous about a stunt. Because he sure as fuck isn't nervous about anything else. 
And that was the only one who is on set. He's like going to the camera and he's like, I think maybe we shouldn't have done this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got a little girl tied to a roof. <laughs> if this goes wrong, it goes spectacularly yeah. wrong. It goes and devastatingly wrong. Yeah. Not that you know it at the time, but yeah, you're snuffing out a very long career too. If something goes wrong. Yeah. Cause she's going to become a star. Um, yeah. Should we uh, roll into purpose? Sure. Roll into what this movie means. Because I, I stumbled upon a meaning of this that I'm like, yeah, I guess it is kind of about that. That's interesting, because uh, I have one up my sleeve, too, uh, and I wonder if it's the same thing. It's something Stephen King's actually written about, too. Okay, mine is very superficial. Mm-hmm. It seems to be about the fear of buying a bad house. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, and, it's uh, about uh, financial problems annihilating a family. Exactly, mm-hmm. because it's the the haunting of the house is the door breaks, the water is gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find a weird room. Yeah. There's flies. Yep. There's infestation. Mm-hmm. It's just about yeah, po- poverty. I guess is the bleeding well, walls. It's, of, it's it's yeah yeah, and then if like everything that sets George off is money related, like we learn that the IRS yeah. is calling about his business, they're not really getting much work done. He has to pay for a check with he has to pay for the catering with a check and it bounces. Um, yeah, it's about it's about money. <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah. buying a new house, worrying about money and the house being shitty. Yeah. Yeah, and like having to fix up the house and the fear that you'll have to just leave the house in the middle of the night because like the house literally starts like rumbling, like it's falling apart. Uh, and and so yeah, like I feel like that's all, all. If we went and watched Poltergeist again, I bet there's a lot of that in Poltergeist too, because it is the same idea of like, well, that was oh, we forgot to tell you. Yeah, it's all the. There was this wave of suburban horror movies, and suburban isn't a hundred percent accurate way to describe all of these films, but like, for sure, like The Shining, and this, and Poltergeist, and Rosemary's Baby, and Halloween, like they're all. Yeah, I'd say Rosemary's Baby is more about the fear of pregnancy and having so- like men or other people control your life. Yeah, it's in it. Yeah, um, being isolated. And control- and, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's about domesticity. But it's yeah, it starts from we're getting a new place. Mm-hmm. Hope it's good. Is there anything weird about it? And it's like, well, there's the neighbors. You know, at this point, there's the weird the the random dude with the beers Who outside. Just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's like, oh, are there weird neighbors? Yeah. Um, I don't. Is there an infestation? Is there something we aren't being told about this house that's gonna fuck us? Yeah, and that I I don't. I didn't mean when I said suburban horror, I don't mean necessarily that it's all about being a new homeowner. I just mean it's it's domestic horror. Yes. People who are starting a life together. Yeah. And and it's based on, you you know, like the shinings about, you know, alcoholism and uh, this is about money and like Halloween. Halloween's about like, you know, not being able to keep your doors locked at night yeah, yeah, in a nice neighborhood. And, you know, Poltergeist is, is moving to a new neighborhood and, you know, it's, yeah. 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 The, yeah. This is the, it's the, it's the perceived breadwinner of the house losing his mind uh-huh. and dissolving his business while the house falls apart. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's, it's, 
pretty transparent, I guess. And I really wonder if um, the 2005 one is going to do that. Or if will it reflect the stuff of its time. But I feel like the 2000s horror movies didn't believe in anything nearly as much. That's true. Um, but um, maybe I'm wrong. Depends on the movie, you know? There's also still a massive chance for it just to stumble ass backwards into meaning something just by yeah. being a remake of the original. So even if the 2005 version is just about the uh, the breadwinner, the, the, the dad losing his mind and endangering the family, it's still like about something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if, yeah, it's even just, if they didn't mean it to be. Yeah, even if just like, oh, it was cool in The Shining when Jack Nicholson loses his mind. Let's do that with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's like, all right, Ryan, you, you want to examine what that means? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a good choice. But again, after watching this, I was like, well, get Christian Bale. But I know he's probably busy being not famous at the time. <laughs> well, it came out in 2005. Right. When was, oh, when was the Batman? 2005. Oh yeah, so he was famous. He was busy getting real famous at yeah. the time. He was a bit. He was busy about to become very famous. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe they offered it to him. Maybe I don't know. He's coming off of American Psycho. I would have offered it to him, but yeah, he's being Batman, so mm-hmm. he's doing fine. He's doing great. Yeah, don't. don't but don't Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Ryan Reynolds is a weird choice. But, like, I remember at the time being like, oh, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like, weirder things have worked out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it did from what I remember. But, again, I don't remember it that well. So, like I said, maybe he's killing it. Like I said, my only memory of the movie is that he's kind of vicious from the start. Right, which is kind of a problem. Yeah, a uh, little bit. I mean, George kind of start. I mean, he starts his descent pretty early, but he doesn't start snapping at the kids for a little while and then yeah right again it's more like i'm tired I'm exhausted yeah he's being broken down. um yeah exactly so there's so it like it translates over where like yeah it is a little different than jack torrance or jack nicholson playing jack torrance because he i mean he can't help but to be jack nicholson right like, right away <laughs> yeah right off the bat he's jack yeah, and I'm like, like watch man. out. Guys, watch out for that man. Yeah, you're locked alone in a hotel with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, you did that on purpose. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Ah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not sure why you do that. Choice. Yeah, weird decision. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we landed on the same thing. I mean, I don't have much more to say about this. Mm-mm movie i was just looking up who's going to be directing the uh the remake and boy i don't know who this person is isn't it the same person who did like a texas chainsaw no this is the director of mostly music videos um and a couple episodes of Mindhunter. uh it doesn't look like uh, like a doc made a bunch of documentaries seems like it seems like a director who it kind of I mean, just going by what I'm looking at in the credits, it reminds me of like the director of Downfall who came and did Invasion and then was like, now back to doing the thing I was doing uh, before this. Like, it feels like that. Like he got a taste of Hollywood and was like, nope, (laughs) this isn't working out. Never mind. But I don't know. It, uh, man, this should be interesting. 
Yeah. We'll I'm, see. I'm pretty excited to watch this piece of shit. Yeah I, I, yeah, I definitely haven't seen this since it came out. Right. But yeah, this movie, like, you could remake this a third time and potentially blow both of these, this and the 2005 one, out of the water. Because mm-hmm. this movie, like we said, it's good, but it's really has room for improvement. A lot of improvement. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Give it to, um, give it to what's his name? The guy I think is really obnoxious. Hmm, that could be a lot of people. But he'd fucking crush an Amityville movie. Oh, man, what's his name? Um, Hereditary. What did he do? Hereditary. Oh, Ari Aster. Ari Aster, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Ari Aster could could probably nail an Amityville. He might make it too long or something. Oh, it would be like, like four hours long and intolerable, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it would have some cool images in it. Yeah, and I don't know, there's just more here, but also, I don't know, just make a movie based on not a real murder as well. I you mean, could do that too. Yeah, but this feels so far <laughs> yeah. from. I don't know this. Yeah, this feels less dirty than some of the others. Right, because they don't uh, linger on like they don't use the they don't the linger on it being a true name. Story. Yeah, they don't like linger on the crimes. It's just there. I also yeah yeah I think there's nothing wrong with making a horror movie inspired by a true story. It's really the marketing and like the really trying to push. This is all true. It's like, you don't, I don't need it to be based off a true thing to be scared. You know, I'm, you're well, not going to, point I'm of fact, that usually has, you. yeah, that has, yeah, exactly. That has the opposite effect on me. Like it worked Remember, when I was a kid, but then as I got older and started to read about this shit, it was all like, well, this is all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Remember when fucking Apollo 18 ended by telling us how many moon rocks how many have been on moon earth? moon rocks and are I was on like, earth? Are you trying to make me scared of moon rocks right now? Just do Get a fucking out of movie. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't need any of that. It's it none of it fucking changes it's, my experience. It, well, that's all marketing. It's yeah, it's when yeah. you don't have faith in the movie on its own. Yeah, it literally only worked once on me. And it was Blair Witch because I saw that movie not knowing it was fake. Uh, I knew qu- quickly after because I Googled it. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> and, and that, yeah, when you watch that movie thinking you're watching an actual documentary, it's like, fuck me. And then you go home and you go on the internet. Oh, yeah. Like, that would oh, ch- never mind. <laughs> that would change your entire life. Yeah. If you yeah, saw that movie yeah. and thought it was real. <laughs> yeah. I had ah. an evening where I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, everything I know is different. And then you, yeah, Google and you go, yeah. Oh, never mind. I'd, I'd have gotten on a boat and just sailed to the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I, uh, for the record, I didn't Google it. I like asked Jeeves about it or whatever I it was at the th- time. I don't even think you did that. Yeah, you're right. I might've gone on Lycos. Yeah. Or Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, poor Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo's poor little Yahoo. Yeah. 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 They, they figured themselves out, but they were on top of the world once. Yeah. They're like, they're like how they, they were dinosaurs once. Now they're birds, you know, it's like, they're still hanging in there, but you know, at what cost? Yep. <laughs> what cost? At what cost? What feathery cost? Yeah. Uh, is that it? I don't know. You're looking <laughs> at the outline. What do we got left? Oh, we just, that was it. Oh, sweet. We're done. <laughs> talking about the purpose of the movie, talking about what it means, you know, uh, that's, Really, and I'm I I went into this not assuming it would have a purpose, and then being like, oh yeah, this is 
ridiculously obvious. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Thanks everybody. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Right? And thanks for uh, to Doctor DNA for making this happen. Mm-hmm. We have of this mini series. There's going to be six episodes total, which means we're covering True Grit, and then we're covering these two, and, and then, then we're covering two more. Two more. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. It's a secret. It's a big fucking secret. It's a big old fat secret. Yeah. You don't get to know about it. You don't get to know. Until like uh, one more episode. <laughs> yeah, until one more episode. So we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, if you go on there, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac and Star Trek The Next Futurama. You can also uh, make your own podcast. There's a We Just Watch tier. There's a tier where you can do what you're listening to right now and make custom podcasts. Um, there's a lower tier where you can just watch movies with us every Friday night. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on is my point. And you can be a part of it. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Al- we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Um, check that out. Absolutely. Or don't. Why not? I don't know. Whatever you want to do not do with your life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is America. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, free-ish. Yeah, well, ish. Ish. Free-ish. All right. It's free-ish. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. That's not my fault. I'm just stating a fact. This guy changes his own motor oil. That's okay. But trashing it here is not. It's not.